Welcome to Tackling the NFL. We are back after a week 12 where we watched not one, but two teams start players out of position at quarterback, the Denver Broncos and the New Orleans Saints. We will keep saying it. This week was an interesting week. The games weren't all that great. Uh, there were 13 quarterbacks with negative EPAs on the day in week 12. So it was a rough week for a lot of teams. But I'm Josh Rosenberg. I'm here with my co-host Adam Baltex, and we are here on Tackling the NFL to do something a little bit more interesting, a little different. Adam, do you want to explain what we're going to do today? Yeah, so Pro Bowl voting is obviously it's obviously going around. I think they opened last week to the public, and here people can choose six players at any position to be sent to. Where's the where's the Pro Bowl taking place? No, they're doing a virtual Madden Pro Bowl. Oh, yes, to go to the virtual Madden Pro Bowl. <laughs> it's gotta be it's um, gotta suck to be a fullback at like the virtual Madden Bowl because it's like put me in coach put me in we're not running any plays with a fullback yeah so so you get to choose six of the best players at every position every position and they they get chosen for the Pro Bowl we decided that we would give our takes on this and maybe help some of you guys decide who you want to vote for yeah we are gonna help you make the perfect Pro Bowl team we're, and we're exactly, because we're right. We are always <laughs> right, as we have seen over and over so many times. <laughs> yes. And let's get right into it. Starting at quarterback, what we're going to do is one of us is going to read off our picks, and everyone who the other who the other person has will move on because it's, it's a consensus. And anyone who we disagree on, we'll discuss, we'll justify, we'll come to a conclusion. So, Adam, do you want to start at quarterback? Uh, I'll start with quarterback because I think – Five out of the six of these are pretty are, – I think we're going to have the same. Maybe one of them is a little different. So I have Patrick Mahomes. Check. Really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson. Check. Deshaun Watson. Check. Josh Allen. Maybe. Aaron Rodgers. Check. And Kyler Murray. Check. I have Mahomes, Watson, Wilson, Rodgers, and Murray. That was easy. For the last one. I came down to Josh Allen, Derek Carr, and Ryan Tannehill, and I'm very much considering Kirk Cousins right now, actually. Um, no, 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 don't even laugh. This stats match, he's actually been fantastic this, this year. This, I, I, just, I just think that Josh Allen is on a different level, but... Here's the thing. Derek Carr was worth negative 25 EPA on Sunday, so I took him out of the running. I, I started making this list before Sunday's game. So he put up six points against the Atlanta Falcons. That took him out of the running, because we're going to live with some recency bias right now. Ryan Tannehill is currently third in EPA per play. However, Josh Allen is expected to do a lot more for his team. I do lean to Allen. I don't think it's that close. And I didn't have time to really go into Cousins' stats quite as much, but a couple more weeks, because Josh Allen had a terrible game on Sunday. He turned the ball over at least once or twice and tried to do it more times. So I think his season's been really up and down. I think Cousins' this season and Tannehill's has been more consistent. They're just asked to do less. These both teams rely so heavily on their run game. I think both teams would actually benefit from shifting more towards their pass game ahead of the playoffs because they're going to need to pass more. But yes, I will I will say Josh Allen is a good fifth choice. And the, the reason I, I went with Josh Allen is probably because of the run game. He doesn't have that run game to like lean back on. He's had to do so much. Kirk Cousins also has 11 picks, which I know is not really a stat that it should be too important, but that's, that's quite a few. And that, that also went into my decision. All right, let's do running back. And I think this one should be sort of interesting. Just because I think that five, I think again, five of these are obvious, and then the sixth one might not be. So I have Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Check. Check. Nick Chubb. 
Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to fight. Derek well, Henry. I have him. I have. I have him. I have him. I'm just yeah. that was my six. I wasn't expecting him to come so soon. Oh, I, these yeah. aren't in, these aren't really in order, but um. No, I know. It's just you went Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and then Nick Chubb. So I was. Oh no, I, I would much rather have him over these next two though. So I guess technically this is in order. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, Derek Henry. Check. Aaron Jones. No. James Robinson. Check. So I had five out of those six. I didn't have Aaron Jones. I had Josh Jacobs over Aaron Jones, and with with Antonio Gibson coming up right behind him, I thought that that performance was pretty impressive, but obviously he hasn't shown enough to take that away from him. I just think Josh Jacobs has been more impressive this year than Aaron Jones in terms of what we saw last year and going up to that production. Uh, Obviously, the Packers have one of the better offensive lines in football. Aaron Rodgers is so dominant. I, I just think that overall, Josh Jacobs has been more consistent. He has three more touchdowns. They have about the same yards per attempt. I, I just think that it's it, they're really close, but I won't Josh Jacobs. I don't think it's actually all that close. I mean, first of all, Josh Jacobs is averaging 3.8 yards per attempt. Aaron Jones is averaging 4.8. That is a massive difference. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs isn't really used in a passing game, while Aaron Jones is a huge part of their passing game. I think that they're really not all that close. I consider Jacobs. I considered him over Robinson because uh, Robinson was my sixth pick. But um, I thought that Jacobs has had a couple massive games. He had three touchdowns in, on opening day. He had another two-touchdown game, and then he had one other two-touchdown game. And on those games, he averaged 3.7 yards per attempt. Then he averaged 3.3, so not, not that much. And then he averaged 5.3 against Denver a couple weeks ago. And beyond that, he's had very little going. Part of it's because teams key in on their run game, but I really just don't think they've been all that efficient this year. So I would, I, I'm going Jones. Yeah, I, I just chose Josh Jacobs because I think situation, I think that it's it's a tougher situation to be successful in. So I, I just went with him. Yeah, honestly, that Las Vegas offense is really good, no matter what we saw this weekend. And I do think that they're going to bounce back, especially against the Jets this week. Uh, I think that that offense is pretty good. And the way that Derek Carr has opened up their offense by actually throwing deep occasionally, I think it's helped Jacobs. I'd be, I haven't looked to see what percentage of snaps they take with guys in the box, with eight men in the box, but I'd be willing to bet that it's pretty similar for both of them, I would, I would think. I can't be sure. Yeah, you got to think that that, that that Falcons game was, was just weird. It's like an anomaly. Because, I mean, like, the Falcons force a lot of turnovers, but they never score off of them, so that was yeah. a little weird. I think it was just like... They had that. They had like that roller coaster. Three games up, and then all of a sudden, it's it's coming down. But I do think that they're going to be. I think they're still a solid playoff contender, and we can talk about them later on. What the Falcons? Oh, <laughs> do you want Do you want them to be a playoff contender? No, because because I I no matter what I hope I know what's going to happen. <laughs> they're going to yeah. go eight and eight somehow, <laughs> and then miss out on the playoffs. At some point, there's going to be like series where he Morris staying on a coach chatter. We'll need to talk about that. Oh, God. Because it's honestly worth considering, although I think they should be going offensive for an offensive-minded coach. Yep. Okay, you're going to be pissed at me when we do wide receiver, but you give your wide receivers. I don't think I'll be too pissed because I don't have Julio here. Oh, okay, neither do I. Okay, okay. I thought that's that's (laughs) where we were going to. He hasn't had the greatest season, so and he's been injury-plagued. Yep, okay. So give me yours. I'm fascinated by this because I think this was actually by far the hardest position for me to pick. Oh, for sure. There's so many good options. Wide receivers are stacked this year. But Mm -hmm. I think there's a good chance that we have the same six. So I have DK Metcalf in no no order. Okay. Um, Devontae Adams. Check. 
DeAndre Hopkins. Check. Tyreek Hill. Check. Keenan Allen. Check. Stephon Diggs. Let's go. All six. Okay. Yeah. And then Terry McLaurin was close, but I, I yep. couldn't put him there. I had the same thing. So I had those six. Metcalf was, a, was my last guy on. He probably could have been higher. I just think that the system is so perfectly suited to him that yeah. like, he's asked, maybe he's asked to like beat guys a little bit less than those other guys are. So he was my last guy to put on just because I couldn't keep any of those other ones off. So I was debating between Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, who I originally had on there, and then he had such a massive game on Monday that I just couldn't leave him off. Allen Robinson, who I love. I think he's been good this season. He just isn't getting any chances to catch the it's ball. It's so frustrating. It, it's, I feel so bad for him, really. It's just yeah. terrible. Is and, it, then, yeah. and then Julio is my last guy who I was considering. Yeah. He hasn't had his best season, and he's definitely been injured. So, I still think, like in terms of skill, he's a top two wide receiver, but it's he's had a rough season. Yeah, agreed, absolutely. Who, who are your? Full, I'll I'll just say my fullbacks. Yeah, just to get I, it over I skipped with. these at first, and then I, I went back and I did them, and I think we'll be pretty similar. Okay, then you can you can read yours. All right, you want me to do mine? Kyle sure. check. CJ Ham. Oh yeah, check. <laughs> Alex Arma. Check. Alec Ingles. Check. Anthony Sherman. Check. And then Andy Janovich. Okay, so five out of six. I have Gabe Neighbors instead of Janovich. I think when we're getting that low on the fullbacks list, it doesn't matter too much. No. So, so I think we can move on to tight ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tight end shot should be interesting. Go ahead. This is disgusting. <laughs> this, it, was, it was really gross watching having to pick the tight ends because – it, it was so hard because there's so many tight ends on the same level, like the same like medium high level that I had to pick some of them. And I don't think that we'll have the same list. And that's fine because I feel like they're all kind of similar. So we got Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson. I think you have all those three, right? Yep. Check for all those. Then we got Hunter Henry. No. Okay. I, that, that's fine. <laughs> Robert Tunyon. No. And Johnny Smith. No. But there's a reason okay. for this. I have Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, and then Noah Fant, mm-hmm. he had a quarterback. So I treated this more like Hall of Fame voting, where I didn't take six for every single position if I didn't think six people deserved it. And so for tight end, I really didn't think that anybody beyond those three, and then maybe Fant, because I think that Fant's been good, but he's dealt with injury and his quarterback sucks. Nobody else has been nearly productive enough to really qualify for me, so I just didn't do anyone else. I think the guys that you said, though, are probably the next best guys. Yeah, and I mean, like, they're, they're all on the same tier after, like, those top three because that's just how this season has gone for tight ends. It really has. Yeah, I don't think there's any argument to be made against that because <laughs> it, it, it's, like, just one big glob. Ugh. Yeah. For just, from, just as a fantasy player, it's been a brutal season. Yep. I'm going to do offensive tackle, and I think this one should be sort of interesting. Most of yep. these, I think... I, I, I think... I think that we're like we're starting to get to the positions where we might disagree on more. Yeah. Because okay. there's more to choose from. David Bakhtiari. Yep. Garrett Bowles. Check. Dwayne Brown. Check. Ryan Ramshek. No. Laramie Tunsil. No. Tristan Wirfs. No. All right. So let me explain my rationale and then you come back at me with your guys. All right. Really quickly. Mm-hmm. So. Ramchek is just one of the best tackles in the league. He didn't have his like best first half of the season, but even his best is better than most guys' like best. I, I had to put him on the list, and he's been getting better, and that Saints offense is really, really working because of how good that offensive line is. Laramie Tunsil has been both good, and like 
he's been significantly better from last year. And I wanted to give him credit just because we talked about it before the season, how his single biggest problem last year was his penalties. He went from 18 penalties last year to two this year through 11, through 12 weeks, I guess. So he's really cut down on his single biggest flaw. And so I thought that he probably deserved a nod. And then Tristan Wirfs has been the best rookie offensive tackle this year. Most mm. No, no, no. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's really hard to argue, especially at this point in the season, that Becton should be picked ahead of Wirfs when Wirfs has played just so much more and at such a high level. Anyways, go ahead. Who are your guys? Okay, so I have Makai Becton. Uh, he was the sixth guy on my list just because I thought in terms of, like, just pure offensive tackle prowess, I think he's played incredibly. And then I have Teron Armstead. So I also had a Saint, but I had him – I think he played better than Ramchek this season just from watching – I think two Saints games. Armstead's just getting up there in age, and his run blocking isn't yeah. quite as good. So I, I went Ramchek, but I think that there's an argument to be made for both of them. I almost put them both on the list. Yeah, I was close. Uh, I have Teron Armstead at 78.5. Uh, I mean, I looked at, at PFF, and he has like a two grades higher than than Ramchek, so they're they're pretty close. I just went with the one with the higher because I think that offensive line has been incredible. And then my last one, I went with Trent Williams. He's had an incredible year. I didn't think that he'd fit in this well with the 49ers, but he's the second highest ranked tackle on PFF. He's been playing out of his mind this year. I I added two other like categories below my six that I picked. I wanted to just mention that a big reason that so many of these guys are making it this year is because there's so many hurt tackles. So you have Ronnie Stanley, Taylor Luan, Tyron Smith, and Lane Johnson, who are all out for the year. That's yep. definitely going to play a major role. All those guys have been pro bowlers in the past couple of years. And then I wanted to shout out the old guys who are having huge years. Trent Williams was one of them. And then him and Andrew Whitworth are both top. Yeah, Whitworth, that, that injury was so, so sad. Yeah, I know. So they're both graded top four by PFF for uh, offensive tackles. I thought that the way the 49ers offensive line has played, it just really hasn't been great. I think that Williams has been good. I just decided to go in another direction, but I could definitely see the argument for him. I, I get that. It's just, it, it's a weird year uh, with a bunch of injuries. And these obviously like won't be the best, the top six tackles next year because tackles are constantly changing. So I don't think there's too many bad choices here. Agreed. All right, you're up for offensive guards. Yeah, so the guards was tough for me because I didn't know, like, how to to rank some of them because I looked at raw game footage, and they're all good at blocking. It's, it's hard to, like, separate, separate them. So I, I went with a lot of PFF and just personal preference. So my six, I have Joel Batonio. Yeah, Jack. Yeah. I, I said yes, <laughs> check. Uh, yes. I have Quentin Nelson. Of course. Uh, Damien Lewis. Nobody who's the last guy off my list, and I replaced him with another rookie. I have Lakin Tomlinson. No. Uh, Nick Allegretti. No. And Chris Lindstrom. No. Although I think that's some Falcon, a little bit of Falcons homerism there. That's 100% a homerism. He's 11th ranked uh, guard on PFF. And he's been playing probably the best on that line, even better than like Alex Mack. I just I just wanted to to throw him in there out of appreciation because of how much better he's doing this year than last year. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, he was injured for most of last year, so it's nice to see him actually yeah. on the field. Okay, so my list was Quentin Nelson. Then I had mm-hmm. Wyatt Teller, who was probably my second guy. He has the highest PFF yeah. grade among guards, and he's just been so good in the run game. And so I had him both. I had both. Yeah, him. I just I sorry, go ahead. I didn't go Wyatt Teller because he hasn't played enough games, in my opinion. 
but that's just what can you do? No, I agree. And that is an issue. He, do, he doesn't have nearly as many snaps, but he's been so dominant in the run game. And so that's why I had both him and Betonio, because I think that they're like the twin engines that make that Browns run offense work. And it's the only thing that's keeping that offense afloat because it's able to keep Baker from actually having to play quarterback. So um, <laughs> had to give him credit. I also had Zach Martin. Because even though Zach Martin's had to play a decent amount of right tackle this year, he is a guard and he is going to miss a couple of weeks after this. I don't care. He's been so ridiculously good for his entire career and this year. While bouncing between positions, had to put him on there. Yeah, he was the last one off my list. I did put Damian Lewis, mostly because that game at center put such a sour taste in my house, I almost couldn't pick him. I feel bad for him, though, because he had never played a snap in center and it was I, I don't completely foreign now. Yeah, no, I don't disagree at all. Um, And his... his Format guard has been excellent. Instead, I went with Michael Nwenu, the other uh, oh, for sure. yeah. rookie guard. Um, he's the second highest graded rookie out of all rookies. I thought he PFF. played some tackle this year, though. He's bounced between the two. I, I couldn't figure, I couldn't find a snap distribution between guard and tackle. So I went him. And then my last guy was Alimar Pet, who was also missing games due to injury. But I watched a clip yesterday from the Chiefs game where he single handedly blocked Frank Clark and Chris Jones at the exact same time. Like, just holding them yeah. each out with he, he, he got a holding penalty, but it was totally worth it. No, the, he played, he, also, the holding penalty was Tom Brady's fault because he split to the left when he didn't expect him to. Yeah. Such an amazing play that I put him on the list just because of that. And because he's, yeah, he's, right. he's also graded out very highly by PFF and other metrics, but I was really impressed by that play specifically. Yeah, for sure. And, like, he hasn't had the the, the like the best year, but, like, he's he's been playing as well as Tom Brady could hope. It's just... The, the entire offense is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so at center, this is where I did another one of those shorter ones for me because I just didn't, yep. I don't feel like I'm a great gauge of center play and who's a great center. So I went with three guys who I know should be on the list. And then if you have others who want to fill in, go for it. Yep. So I have Rodney Hudson. His communication yep. with Derek Carr is just so important. Jason Kelsey. Okay. Yep. And then, Check. yeah, and then Corey Lindsley. Yeah, I thought Corey Lindsley has been the best center in the league this year. Yeah, PFF has him graded, like, well above anybody else. Do you know if that injury that he suffered during the Sunday Night Football game is serious? Uh, No, so uh, currently his, his injury report is not, like, anything serious. Great. Okay, so who, did you fill in the other three? Because I assume you did. I did, I did, I did. So I have Brandon Linder, Frank Ragnow, and David Andrews. Okay. I think they've all been playing – like the better offensive linemen on their lines and uh they're all ranked pretty highly by pro football focus i didn't put jc treader because i already have joel batonio on my list and i think that they they played pretty similarly i i, I didn't look too too deep into it i saw they they had chase rulier of the washington football team on their list i think that he hasn't played enough games to prove that he he's up there with the big dogs so i just went with the the old sturdy boys that that have been good for a while no, I think that's very fair. And I, I like the guys who you picked. They probably would have been like some of the next guys who I would have chosen. I think Frank Ragnow especially had a good year. But I just didn't really think that I was either qualified enough or cared enough to really make those distinctions. So, yeah, let's move on to – I think we're doing defensive ends next, and I think you're out. I thought that looking at the, like, the Pro Bowl voting site, I thought that some of the, the positions were ranked a little weirdly. Like some people were put in wrong, the wrong position. Absolutely. Like 1, some out, some outside linebackers shouldn't be outside linebackers and yeah it, this it was a little weird yeah no i agree i think that the category ranking has been super weird just like scrolling through it and so i think that we're probably going to share 
two of the people on this defensive end list. I'm very curious to see if it's any more. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think I think it was, it was really weird that they decided to separate strong safety and free safety, but not cornerbacks. I think that's not really fair, but we'll get into that when we get into that. I have Miles Garrett. Of course. Oh, okay, you have him. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It was yes. weird. <laughs> he, he's a lock. <laughs> I have Trey Hendrickson. No. He okay, has been very good, fair. but I don't have him. Yeah. Emmanuel Ogba. Yes, I was I wasn't sure if you'd have him. I had to have some I had to have some Dolphins homerism in there for me, and he's been great. He's been fantastic. Joey Bosa. Yes. Uh, Brandon Graham. No. Okay. And Alden Smith. No. Okay. Do you, do you want to justify you, the guys who we don't share, or do you want me to tell you who mine are? So Hendrickson's had, like, in terms of just, like, surprising me, I think he's had one of the more surprising seasons. He hasn't notoriously been, like, a heavy sacks guy until this season and suddenly just has nine and a half sacks tied with Miles Garrett, which is a little surprising, but a lot of that's inflated because of that one Falcons game, but still he's been playing great. Bosa's – oh, wait, no, we have Bosa. Alden Smith has been one of the only shining parts of that Cowboys defense. Five sacks and 28 tackles just shows how, how like, overall he's been used so heavily and – relied upon by that defense that struggles so much and then I have Brandon Graham who also on a terrible defense has been stepping up uh with no linebackers behind him he has 28 solo tackles seven sacks and I think he's been all around pretty impressive yeah no I think that those are all good reasons what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you something right now and we're going to use it in one second all right I just emailed it to you give it a sec okay so the guys who I started with, I had Garrett and Ogba. Next, I had Brian Burns. Not in any specific order, but whatever. Uh, I had Brian mm-hmm. Burns. I think he's going to be a superstar just from the way he played this year and last year. He's fifth in, pass, he's fifth in pass rush win rate right now. He has six sacks, eight knockdowns. And he, it's, what's really interesting about Burns is that he's a very different mold from most edge rushers coming up today. He's just very long and bendy, which isn't really what you've seen from a lot of the power rushers who have been drafted highly and have been very successful. So I think that's cool. So let me know when you get that thing, because I think that it's worth looking at. I got it. I got it. Okay. So my next guy is Chase Young, because mm-hmm. while some people have called him a disappointment, although I think that's quieted down after the uh, after the last two games, he's been incredible. What I just sent you was a graph. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What I just sent you was a graph from Seth Walder from ESPN, and it shows the pass rush win rates for defensive ends and the double team rates for them. And so I think that. If you so sorry, if you, if you look more carefully at it, you'll see that Chase Young has both one of the highest double team rates and one of the highest pass rush win rates among defensive ends. So and that's why. I what's what's Javion Clowney doing up there? <laughs> I don't know. I could not tell you. <laughs> There's an imposter among us. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay, so I had Joey Bosa because this Sunday was quite possibly the single most dominating game I've ever seen from a defensive end. Uh, oh, for had, sure. He had five quarterback hits. Six tackles for a loss, three sacks, and one fumble recovered. Ridiculous. And I couldn't decide between the last one, so I split it between two guys. I have Demarcus Lawrence and Cam Jordan. And if you look at that graph, you can see that Lawrence has a higher pass rush win rate. Jordan gets double teamed more. I think that they're both great picks. They've both been better in the past couple weeks. I probably lean Jordan. I just went with Alden Smith on that Cowboys line just because I think what he's done this year is a little bit more impressive especially because DeMarcus Lawrence has shown in the past he's been able to produce at that level. And Cam Jordan, I just – I don't know. I, I didn't want to have two seats. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I think Hendrickson is good. He only has five knockdowns to his nine and a half sacks, so he's likely to hit some yeah. regression. And I just think it's a little bit less sustainable than those other guys. Yeah, and I and I agree. I just I couldn't look at that nine and a half sacks and not put him on here. Yeah. All right, let's move to defensive tackles, where I guarantee that we'll share four of them, and I don't know about the other two. I we might have the same say. Okay. Great. So obviously we're starting with Aaron Donald. What's interesting? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's interesting is that Sunday showed us that because you know how there's like always that theory about like if you did like a like a sort of draft where you're drafting every single NFL player, where would you draft Aaron Donald? Because he's obviously yeah. the first non-quarterback. I think Sunday showed us it's why you can't draft him anywhere near the top because. He had one of the most dominating games of his career, one of the best games of his career. He had one sack, four quarterback hits, uh, pass defended, and a fumble force, all while being double teamed or triple teamed on almost every play. And they still lost, like, without any offense. They even they even returned the forced fumble that he created for a touchdown, and they still <laughs> lost. Like, there's just a limit to what a defensive tackle can do, as great as Aaron Donald is. Anyways, DeForest Buckner, uh, another testament yep. to his ability because we saw what happened to the Colts defense. On yeah, <laughs> when he was gone, we, that defense just imploded. Yeah, Derrick Henry just ran straight through the middle of that defense. Grady Jarrett, Chris Jones. Sorry, I assume you have those two. Yeah. Uh, yes. Quinnen Williams. Okay, no. And Cam Hayward. I have Cam Hayward. Okay. I don't have Quinnen Williams. Who do you have instead of Quinnen Williams? I have Akeem Hicks. Instead of Quinnen Williams. Has he played enough games? That's my. I honestly don't know how many games he's played. Oh, let me check. I just. Because Akeem Hicks is great. I honestly didn't even think about him. He hasn't played that many games. I just, I love, he's played 10 games. Oh, he's played 10 games. Okay, then I actually probably put him in there instead of Cam Hayward. He's currently, Quinnen Williams is fifth in pass rush win rate and first in run stop win rate. He's been really good this year, very quietly on a bad team. Yeah, with five sacks too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just think Akeem Hicks is so dominant that I had to put him on here. When I hear defensive line, he's kind of like the first guy I think of. So I, I, I put him on here without even really looking at stats. I didn't think about the games missed because he's, he played so many at the start. So, uh, yeah, I have Akeem Hicks instead of Quinton Williams. But yeah. I can see why. No, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I was struggling with Cam Hayward. I think he's been good. I just, like, wasn't sure about him at number six. So I put Hicks over him. Yeah. I think – that Akeem Hicks. I have really, some honorable mentions too. Okay, wait, give me those in one second because I think that Akeem Hicks really yeah. shows. We talked about, I think we talked about this a little bit, how you can almost build a run defense out of one dominant interior player, but it's very hard to build a pass defense without being sound at every single position at every level. Because we talked, we talked about it in regards to Snacks Harrison before, how when Detroit brought him in, their run defense went from like 31st to third within like three weeks. And so I think that that's just a really a testament. And we saw the same thing with Akeem Hicks these past couple weeks, how the Packers ran straight through them, how the Vikings ran straight through them when he wasn't there, and the massive difference of his on-off splits. And so I think that that was just truly really interesting to see, and I think it gives you a good insight into football strategy. Yeah, I, I agree. So I just wanted to throw out these honorable mentions. I also have Jonathan Allen and Fletcher Cox on my honorable mentions. I think that they both, for NFC East teams have played pretty well. Yeah. All right. We're up to inside linebacker, which they have an interesting categorization for inside linebacker and outside linebacker. Yeah. But why don't you tell me who you have? I'm fairly and, sure and five will be the same. Yeah. I'm curious about the six. Okay. Uh, Roquan Smith. Okay. Then all six will be the same. So, yeah. Okay. Levante David. Yeah. Uh, Devin White. Yeah. 
Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Foye Luokan. No, but I considered him. <laughs> and then I have here at my six, like, uh, there's a slash in between them. I have Darius Leonard and Fred Warner just because Foye on my list, and I, and I thought he was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think that's a little nuts. But, like, even beyond Foye, who's been really, really good this year, Foye's had a little con, just to be very clear, linebacker for the Falcons, who's taken a massive step this year, and I think he's been great. Don't think he's been nearly as good as Darius Leonard or, or Fred Warner. Um, so I had Leonard and Warner on my list, obviously, and then I also had Eric Kendricks, who I think is quietly, like, a top... Uh, he, was, he, was my one, he was my first one out, so I had him pretty high. I, I like White. I think he's going to be good in the future. He's had way too many coverage busts for my taste this year. He's so fast, but he's thinking a little bit behind the game, and he's over. He just still has this tendency to over-pursue and try to make up for it with his speed, which worked great in college and hasn't. It's a little bit harder in the NFL, so I think he's still dealing with that. Yeah, I just couldn't look past the his stats, the five sacks and the sixty-five tackles. Like he's having himself a year. Yeah, no, he he is. Um, he's definitely picking up stats. Um, and we've talked before about how much we love Fred Warner. And I think that Darius Leonard is also great. And then quietly, Roquan Smith, who it looks like they might decline his fifth-year option after this year, has completely turned his career around in Chicago and has looked fantastic. Yeah, he leads the league in tackles. Yep. All right. At outside linebacker. This is where this is where it gets weird. Because like three of these guys are outside linebackers, <laughs> four of these guys are outside linebackers, and two of them are not. Yeah, this it, this is a it's a weird group. I start with TJ Watt, obviously. To Darius Smith next. Yep. Khalil Mack. Yep. Miles Jack. Yep. KJ Wright. I don't have KJ Wright. Uh, and then Jason Pierre-Paul. Yes. Okay. I, I was really struggling with these last two. I just chose KJ Wright because I think he's having a nice season um, and a much better season than last year. I, Who do you have? I, I'm sure I'll be up for it. Uh, I have Eric Kendricks here. He's not available at outside linebacker, though. That, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I said that. I just read a different name. I have Jalen Smith here. Oh. Oh, wait. No, but he hasn't been good this year. He has been the only person on that Cowboys defense who can make any tackles. And I feel like people don't like – I feel like a lot of the, the, the negative say on Jalen Smith has been he's had – he can't cover anyone. And I don't think that's his fault. He's been put in some tough situations. And I think he's done the best that he could in that situation. I mean, beyond not being able to cover anyone, he doesn't really have a great football sense. Like, he's good. He's a decent against the run. But he also has this big tendency to overflow and put himself in negative gap situations. And so he puts himself at disadvantages all the time because he doesn't really read the play right. I don't know. I'm not a big Jalen Smith fan. I I like him. I don't think he's been... I mean, I think you could you could definitely argue he's been better than KJ Wright because the sixth choice on the outside linebacker list is tough. Yeah. But... um. I don't necessarily think he's better pro bowler this year. Especially with this weird selection of outside linebackers. Yeah, I agree. Um, I honestly don't understand why Miles Jack is great is like available as an outside <laughs> linebacker, but he's been the second highest rated. He's the second highest rated linebacker by PFF this year. I haven't watched like any Jaguars team, so I couldn't really tell you. But from what I've been hearing, he's been having a good year. But he's also definitely an inside linebacker. It makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I looked up and down the inside line. I wasn't going to choose him because I just didn't have room on my list. But I looked up and down the inside linebacker list, and I was like, where is he? And then I flipped the outside linebacker, and oh, no, I was so confused. Okay, and the problem with Eric Kendricks for me was I w- did have him on inside linebacker originally, but for some reason I switched him to outside linebacker. <laughs> so so that's why I, I didn't have him on the first list. Got it. Okay. 
I think I'm up at cornerback, right? E- no. I'm up at cornerback. Oh, yeah, you are. Go for it. This one's also a little weird because you got to look at every cornerback in, into six into six people in this category. It's, it's a little strange. I think the most obvious for you especially is Xavier Howard. Let's go. <laughs> I got Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Uh, Darius Williams. No. He's been good, but he's mostly the product of having Jalen Ramsey across from him as of right now. Very true. Very true. I think he's done well with the volume, though. J.C. Um, Jackson. Not yet. I have five, though, and I need you to convince them six one and Jackson is one of the guys that okay. can Trey White. No, he's also another option in consideration for the last one. And Bryce Callahan. No. So my list was a little different. I have... Cornerback is so tough because there's so many. <laughs> None of my guys are slot corners. I just thought that it was like... There's two very different positions. I was looking for guys who can lock down guys on the outside, but it's so hard to decide which ones you're looking it's for. It's so not fair. It's so not fair. So I had Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey, obviously. And then I had James Bradbury, who I think has been... Oh, I should have put James Bradbury. He's been... I He slipped my mind. Yeah, no, that's yeah. okay. I, I actually saw something on Twitter about him this morning, which is why I was thinking about him. He has, has the highest single coverage grade out of all cornerbacks, according to PFF this year. He's been by far the best free agent acquisition, and it wasn't... It was, nobody was really sure if that would be a good deal. He's definitely paid off for the Giants this year. Yeah, I, if I could go back, I would put James Bradbury above uh, Bryce Cowling. Okay. Uh, I have Jair Alexander. Okay, yeah. And then the last two were really tough for me. I went Marlon Humphrey. I consider all the guys you did. I thought that Trey White had a worse first half of the year than he usually does. And he's been better lately, um, which is why I didn't go for him. I think that Humphrey's been pretty good. Always missed a couple games. Like if I had done this list last week, I probably would have had Carlton Davis and and Darius Slay on this list. (laughs) And they both got absolutely destroyed this week. So I can't put them on there. Carlton Davis, I think, got a little bit worse. <laughs> oh my God! Honestly, that's so not fair. It, it, they both got bullied in different ways. Darius Slay had a twenty-nine point something grade on TFF for this week's game. Yeah, I mean, but like Carlton Davis yeah. got put in literally the worst situation possible. He looked very depressed on the sideline. Who in the who in the Buccaneers building looked at their game plan of like? Yes, putting a single high safety on Tyreek Hill is going to work. Who? It will. It will work. They had six days to prepare for this, and that was their best game plan. I, I think it's fair to say that that won't happen again for the rest of Tyreek Hill's season. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I was really rooting for him to, like, score eight touchdowns and have 800 yards, though. And he could have, I think, if they threw it to him. I think they were just kind of tired. Yeah. <laughs> they felt bad. That, that was the biggest blowout of a seven-point game that came down to the final possession, technically, that I've ever seen. I think they kind of just, like, fell asleep. They were bored. Oh, they, they were very much cozy. I was not at all worried. Like, if I thought – if I if they needed – like, really needed a touchdown, they would have gotten it. They would – that's the, that's the thing about the Chiefs, and that's why they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Because when they want to score, they score. Exactly. It's very – it's like an on and off switch. Like – Andy Reid could dial up like a beautiful screenplay to get them an easy 15 to 30 yards. But does he really want to right now? <laughs> no, that's no fun. <laughs> oh my god. That team is ridiculous. So yes, I don't have I don't have my last cornerback cornerback slot filled. Sorry. Cornerback. Cornerback. Um yeah. I, I would probably lean Tredavious White, I think. Uh yeah, so I think I think there's arguments for everyone. It's it's such a tough one to put six players in. Yeah, I would love to split this one up into slot corner and right and outside cornerback, though. 
I think if you want to split it to strong safety and free safety, you got to do it with the cornerbacks too. Agreed. Like I think the problem was they have the same. They have to have the same amount of offense and defensive position. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I think you got to put like kicker on offense. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Worth considering. Yeah, I was very surprised when I saw strong safety and free safety, which made the ends of my list for both of them very tough to do. But I'll start with yeah. free, I'll start with strong safety. So the easiest yep. choice by far was Buddha Baker. Easily. Yep. Check. And then I had Jordan Poyer. Yep. Tyron Matthew. No. Okay. I, I don't think he's been that great this year, but at the same time, like, if you, yeah. I think he's very much in the same Chiefs ethos. Like, if he wants to turn it on, he can turn it on. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't think that it's been, like, an actual decline in his skills. Then I went with the homer pick in Eric Rowe, who has been very good. Fair. Maybe not a pro bowler. He's my honorable mention. Harrison Smith. Yep. I was also sort of surprised to see as a strong safety because I know that Anthony Smith is, or sorry, Anthony Harris is the free safety technically on that team, but like they both do everything. And I don't really think of Harrison Smith as a strong safety. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he's just safety. Yeah. He, he kind of just has to roam. Yeah. And that's what makes him so valuable. And then I had Jamal Adams, who I was not going to put on here, but I literally ran out of guys and couldn't justify putting anyone else on the list uh, on here. So I just went with Jamal Adams, who I'm going to assume plays the rest of the season, yeah. stays healthy, and justifies his. Lot. Yeah, so I also had Jamal Adams just because of the six and a half sacks. Uh, and he hasn't, it's just, I don't know. Like, he hasn't had his best season, but it's also his first year as a Seahawk, so maybe he'll get more used to it. I don't know. I, I was in the same boat as you where I didn't know who to pick for the last couple. So I just had, like, a fun pick with Jonathan Abram just because I really like Jonathan Abram and I want to see him play, play in the Pro Bowl. That dude is <laughs> so nuts. It is insane. Like, he is is the definition of a loose cannon. Oh my God, that guy is insane. I love him. I don't know if he's a top six strong safety. I really want him to be in the Pro Bowl. (laughs) I would love to see him playing like Madden with like 11 other people on the team and him just like suddenly taking his character to like the other side of the screen. Okay, so you know know the touchdown that the Chiefs scored at the, to to win them the game against the Raiders two weeks ago. That happened because yeah. Jonathan Abram, for no reason whatsoever, decided that he was gonna like triple down. He's gonna be like the third guy to come in on like a on like a curl route somewhere near the first down marker and left the <laughs> middle of the field wide open for Travis Kelsey to catch a pass with like no one within twelve yards of him. I, he's so impulsive, and that's what I love about him. <laughs> yeah, but whether he's in the top six strong safety, ah! but whether I want him to be in the Pro Bowl is a, is a pretty clear choice. That, that's that's um, very fair. And then my sixth strong safety is Adrian Amos or Adrian Amos. I think he's actually been playing pretty well this season. He's a seventh ranked safety on PFF, and I don't, I, I don't know. They're just on a on a weird Packers secondary. I think he's he's been playing pretty well. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I considered him too. Um, really, anyone could have gone for like Jamal Adams because he's played so few games <laughs> and because he's been so bad in coverage. But yeah, yeah, um, it's just this whole strong safety free safety thing kind of messed me up. Yeah, it makes no sense. But you're, you're up for free safety. Let's see who you have. This one is actually tougher for me, and I had all six pretty easily. Okay. So I went with the homer pick with Keanu Neal, homer, homer reason. Um, the same reason you went with Eric Rowe. Mm-hmm. And then I think the, the, clear, the clear selections are Jesse Bates. Let's go. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yep. Justin Simmons. Yep. John Johnson third. Yep. And then... This one, I'm not sure if you have, but I have Marcus May. Uh, I don't. What the hell? I just realized I have Jordan Poyer on both strong safety and free safety. Is he? 
Am I an idiot or is he? No, he's listed as both. I'm not an idiot. He is. Wait, I, I, I'm checking. No, he's not. I flip. No it, way. I flip between the two, and I'm an idiot. Sorry, Micah Hyde is listed as a free safety. Okay. That actually makes my list easier. Okay, sorry. Who was that? Last and then one? Blackman was my honorable mention. Blackman was an honorable mention for me. Who's your last one that you said? Marcus May. Got it. Okay. So mine was. It differs in just one spot, I guess. Then technically. I consider Marcus May. I just didn't really feel like rewarding another Jets player after already sending Quinton Williams. Um, although I do think he's been good yeah. and better than we expected after Jamal Williams left. I went with Marcus Williams. So I, I didn't send any any Jets, so I had I had no problems doing that. I had Marcus Williams, who's been consistently good and quietly good. Uh, he had three interceptions this year and had a, had a worse first half of the year like the rest of the Saints defense and has looked better these past couple weeks. And then I had Jimmy Ward. I just feel so... <laughs> I can't look at Marcus Williams without thinking of the Stephon Diggs play. I, I, I just, I, whenever I look at him, that's the first thing I think of, and I immediately just think, nah. Well, I don't know. I think that it's very interesting to have a player whose entire career is defined by a moment at the end of his rookie season, because his entire career oh, will, sure. will be defined by the mini, by the Minneapolis miracle. I, I don't know. I think that, like, for a player who's turned into a really good guy, I'm wondering at what point his legacy outstrip that play and I don't know when it's going to happen but I do think that he has earned a Pro Bowl nod and I think he went last year too yeah I hope he goes the opposite way of Nate Robinson I hope he starts with ruining his career and he becomes a better person throughout yes um and my last pick was Jimmy Ward who had a really nice game against the Rams uh that's a good pick and so I I also I thought he was my alternate because I thought I had Jordan Poyer for some reason (laughs) (laughs) which also I thought Jordan Poyer was a free safety he is. I don't. I this this whole thing is weird. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I considered May. I considered Ward, and I considered Julian Blackman. And I thought it was a little bit early to pick Blackman, so I left him off for Ward. But it could have been any of those guys for me. Yeah. And they're all really good. Wait. Did you have Keanu Neal then? No. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> okay. I was, that's your just making pick. sure. Just yeah. making sure. Okay. okay. So since we're doing special teams next, and I was too lazy to do a long snapper or just like designated special teams players. Did you do those? I did. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. So why don't I start at kicker? Because that way you can do long snapper next, okay? Okay. All right. So at kicker, I had Jason Sanders. Not even a homer pick this time. He's been fantastic. Young Way Koo. Yep. And uh, we both are going to have homer, homer picks on this one. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Justin Tucker, of course. Yep. Graham Gano. No, but he's my seventh guy. Okay. Brandon McManus. Yep. And then I just, like, threw it up. I literally didn't know for the sixth one, so I went Will, uh, Will Lutz. Will Lutz. Okay. I, I differed on two. I had Jason Myers and Rodrigo Blankenship. I, I just want to correct your pronunciation. Young Hui Ku. Young Hui? Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, just get the top point score in the league correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kickers. I think they've all had great seasons. I think very, very quickly, very quickly. The re- well, one, I didn't do Jason Myers just because he's only kicked like 11 field goals, I think because he was hurt for a little while and just because they haven't had to kick much. But secondly, this is amazing. Young Quake, Young Quake. Yeah. Young Quake Koo is 29 out of 30 on field goals. He's 22 out of 25 on extra points. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think there's a couple of guys in the league that are actually like that. I, I don't understand it either. I guess he's just money. <laughs> uh, he, he cares more about the three-pointer. 
Okay, so why don't you why don't you give me your long snappers? Because I did not bother to do this. I will accept whoever you take. Okay. So I went with the the homer pick with Josh Harris. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna go through reasoning on these. I went with the 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 funniest man on the Bears with Pat Scales. Um, he's he's had some history with Madden ratings, giving him notoriously low ratings, and he deserves a higher one this year. He I think he's been the lowest rated guy in Madden for the past couple of years. <laughs> Morgan Cox, LP Ladosher, uh, JJ Jansen, and Don Moback. I went I went with the vets here. Uh, they've all proven themselves in college. And then the NFL, and I, I just, I have a personal connection with all these long snappers. Not gonna lie, the only one I've ever heard of is Morgan Cox. Okay, well, you should look up Pat Scales. He has some pretty funny moments. Okay, I, I will later. <laughs> all right, let's move it on. Hunters, I only did three for this one because I only thought that three guys really deserved it. So I had Johnny mm-hmm. Hecker, who has 25 punts inside the 20, and is Johnny Hecker. He literally almost single-handedly won them that Bears game. Yep. Jack Fox, who we had a discussion about this after the after the show a couple of weeks ago. He is <laughs> we've literally never heard of him. And he is by far the best punt grade by both PFF and football outsiders, and he has the most yards per punt this year. I didn't even know about him, but apparently <laughs> he's great. And then Michael Dixon. Okay. I assume you had those three? I did. So I have Chris Bohorquez, I have Tommy Townsend, and we can't talk about punters without including this guy. I just wanted to send my prayers, and I think our prayers, to Rigoberto Sanchez, who, who is getting surgery for a cancerous tumor. We hope he's good. That that Rigoberto and uh, Rodrigo combination in, in Indianapolis has been a lot of fun to watch. So good luck. I was just about to mention that. I think he tweeted. like I think he's already out of surgery. Um, I think he tweeted, and I think he's doing okay now. So that's good. Yeah, it, and that's a good thing about being in the NFL they caught it super early. Uh, there's you got medical trainers constantly looking at you. It, it's good in cases like Rigoberto, bad in cases like Will Fuller. Uh, we well, well, also, <laughs> how did Trent Williams have a cancerous gr- a growth on his head for like a year and no one noticed? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah, that it, it's kind of weird how they they're so quick with this one, but so so long with that one. But, yeah. Just general incompetence in Washington. Okay, yeah. why don't you do um, the special teamers? Because I did the return specialist, so that way we can trade off okay. more time. So I, I had to choose this guy, not only because he's a homer pick, but also he had an incredible game last game, Jacob Twolty Mariner. He was all over the Raiders. He had two fumble recoveries and one forced fumble. He had a couple sacks. He was insane in that game. Obviously, that entire game was a little weird, but Tui's my guy, so I got I had to give him a shout-out. And also, he's, like, the only one on this list who also has been really good off of special teams. Yeah, um, I, see, I, I actually didn't know that he was good at that on special teams. I've seen him on the field making plays for the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Then we got Andrew Wingard, who has been pretty good on the field for I've, – I've looked at this list, and I thought, who's the best in actual games? <laughs> and then <laughs> let's, let's put him through. And then – so Andrew Wingard, DeShazer Everett, also played to a bunch of snaps for, for Washington's defense. Yeah, wow. I'm surprised he's on here as a special yeah. teamer. Yeah, Matt Collins, I gave you a little, a little, yeah, <laughs> a little. I, did, I literally didn't realize that. I, I know him from catching a goal line fade. Yeah, I didn't realize that he actually played that one for special teams. Um, then we got Matthew Slater, just because. There we go. You got to yeah. have Slater. I was getting worried. Yeah. Uh, and then Nick Vigil. Okay. Just because okay. he he's played snaps. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, that that sounds good. I just want I I had to have Slater on that list. The rest of them, yep. I I don't care all that much about. Okay. With our last category, 
return specialist. I only did four of them, and realistically, I only cared about two of them. But um, that's that's very fair. I was it was this one I was struggling to find more than two. <laughs> so obviously, Cordero Patterson. <laughs> yep. And then uh, Andre Roberts. Yep. Yeah, those are the two easy ones. Then I had Deontay Harris, who's really just electric, and uh, Chloe Raymond. Yeah, and then uh, I also have Isaiah Rogers who's been playing pretty well for the Colts. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski, because I love Gunnar Olszewski. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand your Gunnar thing, but okay. I just, I just think that he is so funny looking, and he's the perfect Patriots player because <laughs> they love their, their short white receivers. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm shocked that he hasn't turned into a good enough receiver. Bill Belichick must be stoked that he's not a good enough uh, receiver to be playing the slot. <laughs> well, he, the fact that he's been playing him there just because he wants him to be good, but he hasn't been playing well. Yeah. Then I have Donovan Peoples Jones because I like Donovan Peoples Jones and Ray Ray McLeod because his TikToks are incredible. Fair. McLeod also has a touchdown this year. I wasn't, I feel like he's fumbled, which is why I didn't yep. immediately put him on my list. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he has. Yeah. Uh, I like him at Clemson. All right. So that is our Pro Bowl roster. I hope you guys use it. I hope you guys, if you guys make your own that you think is better than ours, let us know. It won't be. <laughs> All right. Last thing, Adam. It is Tuesday at 8.28 p.m. Currently, the Steelers and the Ravens are scheduled to play tomorrow at 3.40 p.m. When do you think that game is going to actually end up happening? I think it'll happen tomorrow at 8 p.m. I don't – or wait, when's it scheduled to be? 3.40 p.m. now. I, th- I think it will happen at tomorrow at 3.40 p.m. I don't agree with it, but I think that the NFL has already moved around the schedule so much that I think they got to just go through with it. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, the rate, this is basically a bye week for the Steelers because of how many Ravens are out. It, it'll be weird. Most of them are back now. I think pretty much everyone except for Mark Andrews. No, they got like 16 players out. Jesus, I thought that they had been <laughs> back. Okay. Yeah, I, I was thinking more like 2032 or something like that. Um, <laughs> but they're just going to keep pushing it back. I, yeah, they really should not be playing. It's just first of all, it's not going to be a fun game. Now they're playing at three p.m. on a Wednesday, but I mean, I, I mean, I what am I doing at three thirty on a Wednesday? I, I appreciate <laughs> I <know. it. laughs> uh, agreed, but like, damn, you guys got preempted by like a candle lighting or like a tree lighting <laughs> ceremony. Like, come on. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a weird one, but I don't know. Maybe maybe Wednesday football will be nice. I hope they have a new jingle. 